0: Yeah, you know, I'm proud of the mother that I am. And I'm never going to stop fighting for my kids. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, Hole at the
1: Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's, Nursery for a stroll.
0: It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate, and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have a little yarn about the Aussie soap Neighbours. Uh, just do a deep dive into one of the recent episodes. I'm Vaya. I'm in the PirateNet Studios, the mobile PirateNet Studios, taken on the road, and I have a new guest to the podcast today. It's. I just realised I haven't asked if I can say your full name. Is that okay? Yeah,
1: you can definitely say my full name.
0: <laughs> it is Vanessa Meradian. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Vaya. <laughs> When Can I say your full
1: name, <laughs> oh, Pashots. such a good laugh. Note. Thanks.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't do I don't know why I don't, I don't do it till the end. I don't usually, okay. I feel You're like it's more formal.
1: Did I ruin a su- surprise? No, no. Oh Pachos God, no.
0: at the end. Vanessa. I don't know why I'm saying it again. Oh yeah? Yes. <laughs> the what I love about <laughs> Neighbours is this podcast makes me just reconnect with old mates that I haven't seen in a thousand years, mm. which is the case with us.
1: I was thinking that today too. <laughs>
0: I have reached out to a lot of people in the last few years that I haven't seen in a while, just going, okay, would you like to come and talk about Neighbours with me? And they're often a bit reluctant, as you were, because yeah. they feel they're not experts in the area, but that doesn't matter. Never I've had,
1: have been, not sure that I will be.
0: I've had my dad on this podcast. Really? Talking about pigeons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can talk about pigeons. I think that's another story too. Really? My pigeon impersonation. I've done it on national TV before. Really? Yeah. It was also around the heyday time. Our heyday. Our heyday. Um, have you, is that what it
0: is though? Is that Were they our golden years, our early uh, 20s? No.
1: It's, I'm like right in the golden years right now. Comparatively Good. Comparatively for sure.
0: Can we talk about what you do for a living? Yes. You are a sex therapist.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I identify today as a sexologist, even though I use sex therapist to kind of make it a little more understandable for people.
0: Sexologist is an excellent word. I Mm. enjoy it. Mm. I Uh. really love it too. And you run a yoga studio as well?
1: I don't run it. You know, sometimes I like to fall into that Ah. and feel like I'm running it. No, but I teach at a yoga studio and I am a sexologist from our wellness center. It's Eve Studio. In Melbourne here, Women's Studio. And you've got a website. I've got a website. Which is a business. It is a business. Business. A place for women to connect intimately with themselves. Yes. So that is what it's all about. The sexology, the yoga and essentially women. But I'm working with all humans at the moment. So. Great. Yeah. I think we need the conversation. Yeah. For all genders really is what I'm working out that – you know, men need need to know what's happening yeah, in sexuality, women's sexuality.
0: As you're talking, I keep thinking, all I can think about is dozens of Neighbours storylines that it would have, would have been great to consult you oh on. Oh my God,
1: <laughs> I'm here for you from here on now.
0: They, yeah, there's, they've got some. they have got a weird approach to consent on neighbours a lot of the time. Just mm. you know, they always have to find the man pain that the man has gone to. And it's like, can we just deal with the victim for a second first, yeah. and then we can work out what's going on with the bloke's backstory. Mm,
1: dangerous, a dangerous place to be with consent as like the blurry part of what you're not dealing with well. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm up for it. Great. Mm. Um,
0: because so there's a different reason of brought you to the PirateNet Studios, which is your own home. Uh, the PirateNet Studios is like the room of requirement on Harry Potter. It just becomes whatever you want it to be. Beautiful. Which we'll get to. But firstly, what's your, what is your history with Neighbours as a wow. kid growing up in Australia? I'd say it's close to no history. Mm-hmm. with. I was more of a home and away girl. Yes. that controversial mm. to mention? Our audience knows that that's where I started. Oh. My genesis was with home and away. Really? Yep
1: beautiful to hear.
0: Did you notice a little home and away friend when you were watching this week's episode?
1: Oh, great.
0: I'm not sure. I think it'll come to you. I'll let it organically come to you. What, Andrea? No, Therese. Oh,
1: who is Therese? She was,
0: she's Rebecca Omologlu. She played. No
1: way. Sophie Simpson. Wow. Yeah,
0: she's got a fringe. The fringe Emma is like
1: was just the name of like what the early 90s mm-hmm. that we couldn't actually say. Was she on a
0: Sultana brand commercial too? I
1: don't you're the expert <laughs> there. Bea.
0: But I think she's got a fringe. The fringe is like Clark Kent with his glasses. Once someone gets a fringe mm-hmm. you can't recognize them. But so you didn't really dip in and out much to home and to neighbors.
1: So, not really and I for some reason I found neighbors a little less it didn't hit me as deep as Home and Away did. I felt deeply pulled from my center, yep. from like crying, and but I was kind of. I'm remembering now that maybe I wasn't really encouraged to watch Home and Away because it was trashy. Really, so I think yeah, like it wasn't. And tra- oh, trash has so much connotation now, <laughs> but like you don't. I don't know if you, it was like more like there are better things to do out there with your time. Oh yeah, mm. I mean that argument is probably
0: still made today. Yeah, for so sure. Better things, like, are be doing with my time? So, yeah, I didn't identify with Neighbours so much. Although the irony of me bringing you here to talk about a really emo storyline is strong. Again, I'll get to in a second. But
1: But I also want to say I know Neighbours. Like you, You can't not know it. Growing up in Melbourne, saw Toadie on the train when I was probably 14 and he was probably 16 in real life. And I remember it being a big deal. And he was always on our train line. What? Yeah, we were, like, not that I caught the train a lot, but randomly when I did around Camberwell, he'd be on it. Which train line was it? It's probably different now. Yeah, well, Camberwell, yeah. whatever that is, Glenferry, I, I was guess. The, I was on the other side of town. I was oh, on the yeah. wrong side of the tracks. What, what's the wrong side? <laughs> Western and suburbs. Okay, yeah, you totally were.
0: <laughs> now? No, not at all. Now I've moved a bit northern. Yeah, I, I, but across, now the west side is not the wrong, no, wrong now side. Now you can't buy real estate yeah, there. at all. Great, toady siding on the train. That's mm-hmm. toady is the cornerstone, like the touchstone. Everyone, new and old guest, mm-hmm. everyone has some t- type of resonance to, to the toad.
1: Yeah. I knew that when you, when I did was doing my research for this podcast, <laughs> um, for this episode, let's say, and I turned it on, he hasn't changed a bit. He's still got that toady tone of way of being. <laughs> of my- the essence
0: of the toad. Yeah. You right. don't grow out of that.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Is he angry? Like unnecessarily still angry?" But then, he was so beautiful in another moment. I'm
0: sure we'll get to. Yeah. He has a lot to be angry about, right? Okay. So it's justifiable anger a lot yeah. of the time, and I'm he's... up for
1: justifiable anger because
0: I spent a good decade being there. He's yeah. He's he's had a lot to go through over the decades. Toad has been hit hard mm, mm-hmm. with a story lately, and it's. It's really affected the neighbours' viewing community. Really? Because his wife, Sonia, his second wife, yes, has been diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer. Bang! Like, straight in there. She's just recovered from being poisoned by an evil nanny played by Kerry Armstrong before Whoa. Christmas. And now, Vanessa, you started watching this week and the first I got a text from you saying, who the fuck is Andrea? Yeah. It's a valid question. You recognise Madeline West, I assume. I don't know her name, but
1: I, yeah, I recognize her from that hot, sexy show that she was in. I can't remember the name now. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. <laughs> I was like, that is the sexy woman from, well, all the hot scenes that they were doing
0: in that show. Yeah, that was water mm. wall hot scenes. Yeah. So she, he got married to D in the early 2000s, late 90s, whenever it was. Yeah. And then she went over the cliff. Mm-hmm. On their wedding day. Like literally. Yeah. Well, it was in she Werribee. Died. So it was, yeah, like a... A ravine. Yeah, but it was the ocean. She was thought to presume dead. Okay. And then two years ago, maybe even three years ago now, she turned... Madeline West, she turned up again oh, on his she, doorstep. D is Andrea. Well, here's the thing. She said, hi, I'm D. Then we learn she's an imposter called Andrea. Oh, whoa. Who just looks and sounds... So exactly literally the who the fuck is Andrea? Correct. And she's tried to swindle Toadie first for his money, then for his love, and then like seduced him and they conceived baby Hugo. Okay. And Sonia saw them doing the deed on Skype, as you do. And she just left it running. And now there's some theories because there's still questions about what's whatever happened to D. How can Andrea look like her? Maybe this is actually D thinking she's Andrea. There's all these conspiracy theories uh-huh. out there. But we're all a little bit worn down by it. because yeah. It's just a lot for a family
1: to do. It's huge. You get to that point with people where it's like, again, sometimes <laughs> I feel like people with my life drama and now they're getting really good at it. Like it actually just keeps hitting me.
0: Sometimes you feel like a certain family or a certain person is always going through something, yeah. And sometimes it really is that they just get dealt a bad hand over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. But other times you're like, "Toddy, you should have done a police check on that evil nanny." Yeah,
1: for sure. What she, what poison is she using?
0: She had sprinkled shortbread biscuits with codeine. Oh wow! And it sounds like a fun time. It was <laughs> like um, as opposed to <laughs> tasty time. Yeah. Then not really, kids. You know, Sonia, who is a recovering addict. Yeah, I tried. Kind of, she was talking about AA today in the episode. I was like, oh, God, dynamic. And it kind of triggered her a bit because she was having symptoms and everyone thought she'd fallen off the wagon. Uh-huh. And then evil nanny then took her out on this road, on the open road and gave her some pesticides Whoa. in the rubber gloves. And oh, then- so
1: that wasn't. She wasn't trying it to wasn't, poison her with cookie she, codeine. She was, she was trying to poison her later.
0: She was trying to poison her with the cookie codeine, but it just seemed to be taking its sweet time. Yeah. So she just upped the ante. Yeah. And then Sonia wound up missing, like left in a ditch, like presumed dead again for the Rebecca's. And then they found her. Her organs seemed to survive the pesticide poisoning. And then a couple of months later, they she's like, my tummy hurts. They took her to the hospital. Bang, stage four ovarian cancer, which they didn't see because she had all that codeine. So, she just need, didn't notice she wasn't feeling well. Whoa. And that's where we are. And so, you tuned in on Monday. We're going to do yep. a Deep Dive on Tuesday's episode. Okay. yep. But you saw them plotting on... Andrea's now in the psych ward in Tasmania. Yes. I guess the whole of Tasmania is Andrea's psych ward. Like, they yep. haven't really narrowed down where yep. she is.
1: I think they said Hobart.
0: Yeah, I noticed <laughs> okay. that. They went, Hobart. Well, it's got to be somewhere that you can go back and up in a day, yeah. down and up in a day.
1: Yeah. I also had thoughts about that. It's like you're reading reading into my, my mind chit-chat. <laughs> go for it. Have I you been I to Tasmania I was Tasmanian just wondering if it was cheaper as a production house to send people to get shots of Tassie.
0: <laughs> I assumed they have them on stock, yeah. stock photography. Or to buy them as stock, but you assume stock anyway. <laughs> because if you're going to go there – why not take a tour of the city, Central Hobart. Exactly. <laughs> Go see the site. Yeah. But we'll we we'll park her for a second because I just forgot yeah, to sa- I forgot to say the reason why I invited you here. Yeah. Is because you are the person that I know who has lost somebody to ovarian cancer. Yes. And I felt like, okay, I can just make fun of neighbours till the cows come home. But why don't I look at it from another angle and see how this sort of storyline affects real humans. Because you were young. You were quite young.
1: Yes. I I really appreciated that you even remembered that I wrote that article. What It was maybe, yeah, about seven years ago. So my mum passed away from ovarian cancer when she was 40 and that was in 1995. So, yeah, I was even like watching this episode thinking, I wonder if things have even changed around, you know, how you're meant to go about things. I think there was one point, Oh, I'm not sure if we'll talk about it later, with the diet and she was like, oh yeah, have some good nutritious food and I remember my mum juicing and things like ah. that, which wasn't in vogue uh, back then. It right. was not a done thing, Like it was definitely way before boost juice hit the... <laughs> the time but yeah that was a a while ago but something that's obviously part of my life every day is that article that you wrote still out there you wrote it
0: one daffodil day for- yeah
1: it got published instead sort of bolt's article andrew bolt's article on a front on what happened to be daffodil day because he was sick or something so they took me as their columnist that day
0: and uh, that's a great outcome why doesn't that
1: happen more often? <laughs> so nice for the world that my voice replaces bolts. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and they I'd written it. They had it waiting, like, and it ended up being perfect timing. So, yeah, I wrote that article more from this first-person experience about uh, losing my mum's exper- experience with being diagnosed and losing
0: her to, as they call it, the silent killer. Right. Um, mm, Because, yeah, it's as we saw with Sonia, she was diagnosed pretty quickly and they said a few of the symptoms that she might have been noticing, but also they said you couldn't really look out for Mm. them. Like people don't really notice them.
1: Well, yeah, that's the, um, and so really shit actually that it hasn't changed in that, you know, it's been now close to 25 years. Um, but, yeah, the, the testing or the symptoms, you, they're really not different to, like, menopause or bloating, you know, gluten intolerance. So, right. it's really hard to detect. And, uh, yeah, that hasn't changed. You can do the the BRCA test, which is what Angelina Jolie had done and then chose to have the mastectomy, mm. the double mastectomy. You can do genetic testing, but even when – so I had – I went to experience – I had genetic testing done for it, but they couldn't actually even really test – they didn't have my mum's records on file. Right. I know. It's so so long ago. (gasps) But, you know, in my work as a sexologist, and I share this a bit in my workshops, that it was 1998 that we discovered the full anatomy of the clitoris. So when I – What? Yeah. (laughs) What? By – an Australian neurologist, Helen O'Connor, discovered it in '98. It's full anatomy. and Thanks, mom, Helen. Thank yeah, you. thank you, good woman, finally. But when I think about that being 1998, and then I think about that my mum wasn't even alive when we discovered it, I'm like, oh my God. What even were the conversations we were all having yeah. growing up about our womanhood and anatomy and our capabilities? That's a whole nother story. Yeah. But yeah, it was a long time ago. But as far as advances with being diagnosed, it's pretty typical mm. um to there not be many symptoms. I know my mum was trying to get pregnant for the third time. So I have a younger sister. And they couldn't, so they just went and checked everything. And they were like, you've also, similar to what, Sonia? <laughs> similar to Sonia that, yeah, you've got four stage ovarian cancer. <gasps> so that's, mm.
0: she found out at stage four. Yeah. Yeah. That just seems terrifying. Mm, when she was 36. Uh, I'm 36 right yeah, now. I'm,
1: I turned 37 last week. Oh, happy birthday.
0: Yeah. Um, That, God, that, I was just also thinking as well, because Sonia, we had tried to have another baby and they had gone, They were going to do it. I think they were going through IVF. And so I just kind of figured why didn't they pick it up a year mm, ago mm. or could they or may, can it develop super fast? In it? Oh, and then don't... also if she had organ problems with the pesticide poisoning. I was about to say, <laughs> if
1: she's poisoned and they're like deep in her womb area. Yeah, they're right around the corner. Yeah, they're basically on it. And
0: fourth stage means that it's probably spread. Um, Yeah, two weeks ago there was – this episode was just so bleak. They had the doctor telling her it's also spread to your um, liver and your – I forgot which other organ – and her brain. Wow. And then they were like, we're going to remove some of your organs. And she's like, you just had brain though. <laughs> yeah. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in yoga, we don't need the brain. It's best if we leave the brain behind in many of these consciousness practices. In yoga? In yoga. Well, <laughs> of course we
0: use the brain to find freedom from the mind. Right. So when she found out it was stage four, what, what was the plan? Cause Sonia and Toti seem to be like, okay, well we've got a plan.
1: Mm. So th- that's what I was looking at. And this is also something that's been coming up for me recently, which is the thing with grief and loss and particularly of like primary people in your life that it, the experience is always shifting and changing. So I was eight when my mum was diagnosed and so, I was similarly also what I was watching in this episode was like their choice not to tell the kids, mm-hmm. uh which I thought was wrong, and my mum, I remember when my parents picked me up from the friend's house they'd been at the doctor uh they came to get me, and then they came home and my mum and me had a cup of tea on my bed and i she was like, called out to my dad to get me a cup of tea, and he brought it in and I was like, oh, something must be going on because I'm not allowed a cup of teas late oh. at night. And but this must be important yeah and then she told me that she wanted to tell me something she'd been diagnosed with ovarian cancer and i said can you die and she said yes and then i said what's the likelihood of that i probably didn't use the word likelihood yeah you probably i bet you did though she said yeah totally she said that the doctor had said that she had 20 percent chance of um surviving this and that's like what I've since learned—that five-year kind of diagnosis.
0: That's what they said to Sonia last week. You've mm. got a yeah, twenty-five percent chance to make it to five years. Wow, they said it's that last so, week.
1: It's unbelievable that that's still a standard answer. I've heard that they kind of change that now because there's a lot in well-being and health. That is it worth us knowing these yeah. kinds of things? Of course, it is to a degree, but then how we even the language
0: around that is so important. And she did actually go to, her, to Dr. Carl, to her friend. Oh, yeah. And
1: I was wondering what was going on with
0: Carl. Yes. So, Toadie's dark on him because he kind of blames him for not finding it, which I uh. think, fair enough, if you were poking around down there, yeah. mate. Um, Isn't Carl's standard GP? Though? He is, but he's got his hand in yeah, everything. for li- sure. He's still doing that. Literally. Um, but she went round to his house and was like, give me the details, otherwise I'm going to Google it. Yeah. And he's like, all right, and laid it out on the line. And maybe Neighbours has gone with, I don't know if it's worst case scenario or if they're, because also they've been thanking Ovarian Cancer Australia like on the credits and there's a few like Mm. links they've been tweeting out and stuff. So I don't know if this is actually, maybe they've got some kind of cross promotional deal, which is bizarre. But if you can't notice it or if it's still this hard to detect, I wonder what, what is the message that Mm. they're putting out there?
1: Well, awareness is the message that if you're in the age bracket, which my mum wasn't, and Sonia isn't, I don't think. No, she's similar age starts, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's like 50 that you start getting checked, but then again, it's like, well, what am I checking for? And I think they can do the pelvic ultrasound or go an internal ultrasound and just check your ovaries and then they might go a bit further into into that but um or into blood tests and things like that and white cell counts and yeah. all sorts of stuff but there's not much you can do except being really proactive about so for me i should get tested or i should get checked um from now this the age i'm at a, every year or, or every two years at least yep.
0: mm. And we noticed, like they did mention, they're not telling their kids. And one of their kids is in his early twenties, like twenty one. Wow, He's living in America. And Sonia was like, "He's far away." I'm like, mm. yeah, but he's got communicate telecommunications. <laughs>
1: yeah, that is the that was probably that's still something I, the communication around the my mum's illness is probably one of the things that i feel passionately about and i was most affected by even though i know my parents were doing the best they could at the time like i think about you know us being that age and how we handle that and those conversations that we want to have but you gotta i think transparency um is key and that your kids can handle so much more than you think they can and you know, like even when I think about most scenarios in my life, the not knowing is the thing that drives yep. us all crazy. That's yep. where things get out of control. We get paranoid about stuff. We're like, what's going on in this guesswork? Mm. So if people start practicing honest, real communication in all aspects with the people that are
0: involved, which kids are definitely mm. involved. Especially if you're telling your friends when your kid's right there having an orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, is that the young kid? What's yeah. Nell, name? Nell, Nell, Nell. How old? She she's Nell. six.
0: She just had a prep. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, God, that was a rough episode last week where they were doing her first day at school. Oh, I uh, couldn't deal with it. But, again, like even if you don't spell out to a six-year-old what the disease is mm. and you don't have to give her stats, you just yeah. say that mum's not well mm. and everything's going to be a bit hard and yeah. we're going to – so the, you appreciate, well, we are going to have extra special days together and – She can enjoy those. Yeah. I'm full for that. Okay. Well, maybe we'll come back to more of that. Let's Mm -hmm. get into a bit of... So, Sonia wants to get the custody, even though my lawyer friend says they don't call it custody anymore. She wants to make sure that Toadie can have the care of his son. Yeah. Hugo. Yeah. Instead of Andrea. Fake D. I'm kind of like, this is a cool plan. It's not... She wants to connect to her and great. She tells her brother in law, Puffer Fish Rebecca, mm. to, to be in on the secret. And I thought, great, he's going to take her down there, look after her, bring her back on the plane. No, he's just off He just drops her off at the airport. I'm like, just get on the plane with her. Mm. It's a difficult day. And she goes to tell Andrea that she's got cancer and that she needs to give up Hugo. And I didn't think she put forward a very convincing argument
1: oh you're talking yeah yeah when she h- hits there oh, we didn't see any of it. the argument hugo needs
0: a mother not if it's you you know i have beat myself up about the choices that i've made as a mother but compared to you i never gave away a child because you're too selfish it was like half a sentence she no. arrives she's like i've got cancer yeah. You need to give Toadie Hugo because you're a terrible mother. Like yeah. mommy... And
1: then she laid it on thick. Yeah. Mum
0: shames her. Yeah,
1: mum shames her. There was no like there was no guilt happening. It was all mum mama, mama shame. Yeah. I agree. She's like Poorly. I was
0: selfless enough to give out my sign when I was an addict. So you need to. It's like, yeah.
1: is this gonna work? And then she
0: comes back with the signed documents. I know.
1: And I was baffled as well by his reaction. He was still angry at that point. I really appreciated that she looked worn at yeah. that stage because prior to that, I was like watching thinking it's probably better to not give this woman a diagnosis because she looks fighting fit. And if she keeps going on that <laughs> ra- rampage in life, she'll be right. Like, but then when she rocked up from the, it's not, it wasn't a, it wasn't the institution, yeah. the home, Andrea's home, um, that, yeah, she looked worn. I thought
0: that yeah. was at least more. On script, she's pretty amazing, and I think they've done they've done their homework. Yeah, and I did like that they didn't make Toddy too angry for too long because I just couldn't be bothered with. It. I'm like, this is not about you right now, yeah. mate. Like, yeah. I get that there's legalities involved, but it's a pretty bizarre situation. Mm. Like, and
1: I know I did start crying when he went all when I saw his blue eye, blue eyes kind of be like, you know, when she was like, you are stressed, and he was like. Oh, I don't know what she said. There was a beautiful moment between the two of them out on the,
0: the lawn. This is yeah. This is hard. This has been hard on you. Yes. Yet. Yeah. Something like that. It was it on was, the lawn. It was funny because they were having a conversation in the living room, and then he goes, "I need some air." Yeah. And we and have, we'll you... have the rest of the conversation in the front yard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not angry.
1: Oh. I was just I've, I've just been so worried. Um. I need some air. And then we'll hold hands and go straight to.
0: Therese. Yeah. Does I, she have no A? Uh, it, no A, but I call her to rage because she's oh, yeah. partial to a bit of a spontaneous mm. rant that I enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Angry women, raging women, we need to celebrate that more. That's all, as yeah. well another conversation.
0: I used to hate it and then I realized I couldn't live without it. Like mm-hmm. I just needed her to always be at 11 at all yeah. times. Sometimes she's too mellow. I'm like, come on to rage. Give me that rage. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen it yet. So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm also baffled by her young lover who I thought was her son. And when he kissed her goodbye at the start of the episode I watched before, I was like, wow, that was a bit like lippy for a mum son vibe. And I was like, Interesting.
0: And they have similar hair to be mother and son. I reckon they could pull it off. Yeah, like they've got but that luscious. Not. No, they're not. They're. I'll get into them in a moment because mm-hmm. they are a tangled web. But they decide. I'm glad they decide now. We're going to start telling the whole street. They told his brother and sister in law last week, which was beautiful. I thought okay. Shane and Dippy got told last week. Loved that scene, and they've gone. Well, there's terage putting the bins out or we're getting yeah, the mail. Excuse
1: me, terage Excuse me. Like, I was like, what's their relationship? <laughs> and then they seemed later very close, but initially I was like, as if you talk to someone you're really close to, like, excuse me, can
0: we have a word? I, their connection is mainly through AA, or as we call oh. it, EA, everything's anonymous, because uh-huh. whatever you got, you go there. Yeah. So, like, Sonia had a drug addiction and an alcohol addiction, to rage, had an alcohol addiction an old character Lucas had a gambling addiction. Like there's the community centre. The every, come one, come on. All, all comers beautiful. To just come talk about your issues. Yeah. So they had bonded to be over there. Okay. They sometimes watch out for each other and at AA meetings. She,
1: is she also is she, did she have a diagnosis, a cancer yes. diagnosis?
0: Breast cancer, I think like a year a year ago, she pulled through, she's fine. The wound you're seeing at the moment is the gunshot wound she had a couple oh, of weeks ago fuck. when there was a siege at Harold's cafe. Oh my God.
1: Australian media would actually have a, bl- a frenzy if they just, if Neighbours was anything like it is.
0: Yeah. If here. if Australian media knew it was still on. Yeah. <laughs> True. Flip their lids. The peach. Also, the media would be camped out on her lawn still. I just
1: mean if these things were actually happening, yeah. you know, someone's getting shot in a cafe.
0: The, the media would still be at her house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally. What are you doing today? Yeah. You go back to work? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um I can't believe that's Emma Logaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delight. Wow. Just, yeah. She's a delight. Mm.
1: So we can't talk about her and Leo yet? Okay, we can. Lo, well, let's segue right well, into that. What Okay. Tell me about her and Leo? Okay.
0: You know Paul Robinson, Stephen Dennis's character. Well, he, we meet him in a moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do know him. He's like he's the like, villain,
0: of long-term yeah, villain on the show. He's the other Carl. Yeah, so he's – every year yeah. or so he has a surprise offspring. Like they're like, oh, remember that girl? You got her pregnant. Yeah. And the latest children that have turned up to be baby Robinsons are the Japanese twins, Leo and David. So, you know, right. the shorter guy Leo was talking to at the cafe. Oh, yeah. They're twins. The they're twins. Okay. Like David, like, like um Arnie and DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> so Terage and Paul have had this affair. Ah. Like they had a connection, a chemistry. Oh, They've shit. slept together on and off again. And then recently she's just gone for the younger model.
1: Got him. She had
0: a connection with Leo and now they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They're but
1: about to be fiancés. Well. Is, well, I read what happens in the next episode.
0: Yeah, it's a cracker. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. But when she got shot, Paul got really emotional and they nearly readmitted their feelings uh, and now she's kay. not so sure about Leo. I was wondering what that twinkle was back to Paul while Leo was on his knee. Yeah, so you can – do you want to talk us through what, what ends up playing out? Mm-hmm. She hears the news of Sonia's cancer. She's triggered. Yeah. yeah, she's
1: triggered and we'll use that word because that seemed to be like – definitely obvious that she was just deep in trigger, um, which I was trying to work out why and she's still with Wing in Sling and (laughs) I'm confused. My experience is that Leo's her son. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going on a mother-son uh, day yeah. for Valentine's
0: Day. A couple of days away. Yeah.
1: And you deserve this. But mum, you've worked so hard on this. Pro- like literally that's what I thought. And then he kissed her goodbye and I was like, whoa. Yeah. In
0: a props And she's booked. She's Not bought- that I want to judge like that either. If you do have that parental relationship, yeah. that close yeah. bond.
1: I don't mind a kiss on the lips with the parents, but it just lingered and she seemed a bit more open. <laughs>
0: One scene, I forgot which episode it was, but he's packed a bag and said he's packed for both of them. And I've been with my partner like eight years, nine years. I would never know how to pack a bag for him. I'm (laughs) like, here are your 12 t-shirts and a toothbrush. I
1: hope that's enough. It's like my Marie Kondo nightmare to be sharing a suitcase. Yes. To then be both scrambling in there Mm. for clothes at any given point. Yeah. Seems like a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I now, when I travel, have to have packing cubes, like oh. little pouches that you put all your like your undies in one pouch, your pyjamas in another pouch. Yeah, my
1: girlfriend's mum
0: has got her onto that and she's yeah. getting me onto it slowly. So I can't even have like my own leggings mixed in with yeah. my own pyjamas.
1: Pandemonium. <laughs> yes. His and hers in one case. But like
0: life... Is short now. Leo's come to grips with mortality, learning of Sonia's yeah. cancer diagnosis. Because now right. Leo, Tony, so the Rebecca's are now going on a, a telling festival through mm. the streets of mm. Erinsborough, That's telling all and sundry. And Leo is like, "Shit, life's short. Better pop the question." Yeah. And he's asked her daughter, like, "What presents should I get your mum?" And she's like, "I don't I'm so
1: confused I about that. Don't
0: know what's going to give my mum the horn for you, mate. I yeah. don't know."
1: Yeah. True. I was con- so confused still that he was buying her diamonds, <laughs>
0: contemplating it, and who that girl was because they yeah. seemed really close. Yeah, that's her daughter, and I think they're really good friends in real life. Okay, Piper and Leo. So I think they just play it up a bit on camera. Ah, great um, inside scoop. Mm, you just—it's all on Instagram.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like under whose account? A neighbor's account? Their own. They're all. Oh, they're they're all own on there having the
0: getting up to some shenanigans. Okay. Um. Then the one highlight of the episode is when. Leo drops down on bended knee in the Lassiter's forecourt. Yeah.
1: And he's deep with those beautiful eyes that he has into Emma Logaloo and she is freaking out. She can tell, but it's not the typical freak out of, no, I'm not ready for this. It's, oh, shit, your papa is over there and
0: we've still got chemistry yeah, and it was a proper, like, flash, not just a flash proposal, but, like, mm. it was about to be a flash mob. Like, yeah. people were descending from oh, all corners. Yeah. Like, they were all about to do some Cory. Beautiful description. It was the descending into a flash mob moment. <laughs> all angles. I'd, some of this reaction was split into the next episode, but at first she's like, no, like, what are you doing? Mm. Then she's fully like, get up. And then by the next episode she was talking to him like he was a three-year-old that was running amok in the shopping centre. Mm. She was like... We will talk about this when we get home. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Leo, please. Get up. up. I'm sorry. I know this is out of the blue. Leo, please. I didn't even know I was going to do it. It it feels so right. Leo, please. We'll talk about this when we get home.
1: That's another relationships episode for sure. (laughs) See, that fits right into Mama Son.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. Um, Maybe there's a little fetish there.
0: I just don't understand how anyone ever proposes without already knowing that both yeah. people want to get married. Yeah,
1: And nowadays the option that there is full freedom to say no. Yeah. Like if you at all get there, like, uh, can we talk about this mm. later? It's like, oh, of course. Thank yes. you for allowing
0: me to at least be on one knee and try. Yeah. I mean, yoga's been gone. Great. I can mm. bend down. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Good to check that. My mind is, has been removed. So, no, we don't want
0: that. If you are a yogi, it's not about removing of the mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, spoiler alert for you, Vanessa, but most people already know later in the week. Spoiler. I don't know if I'm ready. Is that consent? <laughs> are you back Was in? that like grey consent? <laughs> are you back in though into the neighbour's world now? Have I Kind <laughs> of. It was such
1: a quick thing to watch <laughs> online. Like, and I actually caught myself just taken away.
0: Not for me because I was rewatching it today to prepare and it took me about 47 minutes because there were millions of ads on template. Oh, it was yeah. Anytime time I tried to... Skip the credits. It was like, no, your, yep. your punishment is 12 more ads.
1: Yeah, I do really like that they're 10 seconds, though. Okay. Yeah. We won't tell anyone that, though, because what they'll keep pumping yeah, them but out. Yeah, now there'll be 50 mm. 10 yep. second ads. That,
0: that, that <laughs> Vanessa, she's full of insight. Can I, I was spoiling it, though. Later Spoil in the it. week, to Rage and Paul kiss, and it's really saucy and great. <sighs>
1: Fuck. To rage yeah. What, she's all feeling triggered about death But then also she breaks it off with Leo Finally, Uh thankfully Uh Why finally, thankfully? You weren't into it
0: Because I just don't understand how you can go from a father's wang to a son's wang I just don't Uh I can never reconcile that in my mind Okay But maybe I need to get over it Yeah, I'm so reconciled I think I was reconciled before you brought it up (laughs) And they had a really saucy, pash Paul into Rage. And even though I think he's no good, she deserves better. Mm. Every time they're in a scene together, I want it. <laughs> really? Do you think it's some old – do you do you like old Paul villain? Like no. is it something about the no. nostalgia? I hate it. I like it when he's nice, yeah. which doesn't make for great storytelling. I understand that. Mm. But um, there's some theories they're bringing back Bachelor Tim – did a stint on Neighbours for a bit and they're bringing him back as a permanent role. And ah. I saw some speculation online that maybe he'll come in as a new baddie and then they can soften Paul up a bit, which yeah. I think I'm down for that.
1: Yeah, because what, they need an active baddie.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand why this is a new era. Men mm. can reassess their behaviours and their actions oh. and their emotions. That's what, like, we've got – that's what's got to happen and right now. What better way to do it than through Paul mm. Robinson exactly going yeah. – I'm reformed. Yeah.
1: The guy that's not Carl. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was my reaction. I was like, oh, that's not the other one, but I know him. So Carl's on the outer because
0: mm-hmm. Toadie blames him.
1: Yeah. But surely, like, Carl and Toadie are like father son anyway. Yeah, pretty much because
0: Tony lived, lived there together. Uh, lived
1: there. I did. In he? the
0: Kennedy house.
1: Who was the mama Kennedy?
0: S- Susan. She's in Sydney doing an MS trial. She's got okay. MS. Everyone on the street in, has a disease in the show. Yeah, So she could come back. She's coming back like in two weeks, I in a miss week. miss Susan. Yeah, Susan's one of mm. the greats. <laughs> like she has Pippa vibes for me. Pippa, yes. Home and away Pippa vibes. Pippa. Mm. I'm still comforted when I see Deborah Lawrence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I almost crossed wires with Noni Hazelhurst just then, but same sort of. I'm, Guess what
0: though? Pippa what? came in to Neighbours a few months ago to be Susan's sister. Wow. And it was some of the greatest television I've seen in my life.
1: Did you just... Notice the synchronicity of that conversation that
0: I we aligned. What's her name with what's her name?
1: Yeah, and now it's all big one. <laughs>
0: it's all just interrelated. What's her name? Comforting maternal figures yeah, of the Australian exactly. Australians. There
1: come my mama issues with uh, the death and full uh, circle of the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I have a real uh, soft spot for all beautiful wise women.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. Um And I don't know if it's I like my parents split when I was very young, so I've always just had that very close connection with my mom, mm. so I always kind of imprint on like strong maternal women yeah like I always, like I fully imprint on them mm. <laughs> like, like teach, w- teachers at school yeah like, <laughs> what's your
1: imprint like is it like I love you yeah yeah and um I just did some money um money some mummy mirroring on my um yoga I was just away for 300 hour yoga training and Yeah, first week I was like, I want to be the most special. I want to be the best in the class. I want you to love me the most. You know, I wasn't saying that out loud, but that's the vibe I had. (laughs) That's my entire... And then I'm like,
0: you've you've summed up my whole schooling. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much same.
0: And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm
1: totally mummy mummy issues on my yoga teacher and she's got so much wisdom to offer me without these issues (laughs) blocking me. Um, mm. Well,
0: okay, so how old after diagnosis... Were you when your mum died? Uh,
1: it so I was eight and then I was thirteen. Right. Yeah. So, so it was the five years. Yeah, it was the five years.
0: Mm. <sighs> Sonia, I think, has only got like a month or two. So they it's said. gonna well, only because we've seen when they had a farewell party for the actress that kind of leaked online. Oh. So I think it's in the coming months. I think this is going to be quite a rapid oh, situation. No. So that's why it's kind of really hard for all the soap opera audiences <laughs> to get their heads around. And there's been people that have mes- been messaging me going, oh, this is reminding me of when I lost so-and-so and this is really, really? hard to watch after dinner on a Monday mm. night. Mm. So people are affected. like
1: yeah, I was definitely a bit teary and yeah, that was probably to do with Toadie on the lawn <laughs> softening out of the anger zone. Yeah, that's and- the thing, they play it really well
0: too. So you can't just, yeah. it's not hammy. Yeah, yeah,
1: they did play it really well. I'll give them that. Uh, and then I teared up at the proposal. Did you? No, <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I went 100%. <laughs> I was right there believing that. I know. I, two seconds. I felt you, <laughs> saw your whole body. No. Um, there's, okay, I did really enjoy the telling festival where they told the whole street, except, oh, okay, beautiful Mark. I've got to talk to you about Mark Brennan. He is oh, the I handsome. was about to, is he gay? He's one of them. There's two handsome Brennans. One of them with like a tropical shirt is Aaron. He is the partner of David, Leo's brother, who we saw in the cafe. They're gay. Oh, okay. Mark is not. He's a detective mechanic, I call Uh, him, because he'll vacillate between the two career paths. And he's really good friends with Sonia to the point where she was donating one of her eggs and she was going to be a surrogate for his baby then they lost the baby it was a whole thing then he thought he loved her for a minute but then he didn't and it was like
1: okay i wonder what their relationship was about and i didn't mean to assume that he was the gay one but i was like good looking white man on neighbor's and I'd heard yes. in the past. There were a couple floating yeah, around. Y- yeah.
0: They've made the move. And it's great. It's been wonderful. Mm. The Rainbow Neighbours has been a joy oh, to observe. Yes.
1: Scandalous.
0: Yeah. And there's another topic we, I probably don't have time to talk to you about today, but maybe I'll get you on another time mm-hmm. when it comes to a head with Chelly. We'll touch on it briefly. But Mark Brennan, yes. I really, really enjoyed his performance this week in his emotions with Sonia when he found out his friend was had cancer. He went on a big jog to get his feelings out and then he came back the next episode with a plan like here's what we're going to do meal plan i'm going to look after the kids i'm going to do whatever you need uh, item one um a weekly meal delivery service um, option two um one, Hugo. i could take them out um on excursions twice weekly or um or more if required uh item three hey hey and then they're like, whoa, we don't even know what we want or need yet. So, mm. calm down. Yep. But I've just went on a – I really went on a journey with him this week. And why, I'm proud, why I'm proud did, of him. I want to ask why you loved that. Because uh, usually I hate him. <laughs> he annoys me. Yeah. And it was nice to see him take a moment to feel. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's when I was moved was a bit by him. I don't know about that because I was just wondering about his sexuality the whole time. He <laughs> – but, yeah, that's – On your point about him being uh, how he reacted, Mm. I also want to talk about that because most people initially were like, oh, woe is me, not woe is you Mm. to Sonia, which I thought is never, that's never the, well, I just think so many people, I'm so guilty, I should have done this and this and this. It's like, no, just hold this conversation that's occurring right now and offer everything That you can give or whatever it is that you can hold right here. But that kind of helped me find out about this terrible news that's yours. Yeah.
0: That was essentially the Tuesday episode. What we usually do on this podcast is we award citizen of the week or citizen of the week Mm. based on what we've seen. Yeah. The characters that have impressed or not so much impressed us. And I think maybe on that I'm going to go citizen of the week to mark detective mechanic because I never give him credit and so you get this full vote I don't get a say um no I represent me and then you get to say your own yeah (laughs) I thought this was our collective vote (laughs) or or the podcast's vote I was like well I'm here today we can also I'm happy to also come up with a joint decision (laughs) no no I'm happy for you to have yours Okay. Yeah, just good to know that. I I, I've got one now. Credit. I'll think, try and think about it. But yeah, I did. Even though his solution was meal plans, and he did put a lot of his own pain on Sonya later, but she was happy to hear it by that mm. point. She's like, "We can talk about you. That's fine." But anyway, I was. I really felt for him, poor little guy. And I yeah. never, and I never usually care.
1: Mm. He was tearing up a lot. It made me confused because <laughs> I don't know anything
0: okay. about the show. Vanessa, mm. do you have a citizen or a citizen? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs>
1: I, like, want to say my citizen who I was rooting for the whole time was um, Leo. (gasps) Really? I don't know. There was some sort of odd connection there (laughs) Um, or pull towards him. So can I throw this out there? There's Leo. I really appreciate Sonia. Of course. For looking the part when she arrived home from Mm, Tasmania. Yeah. I like that. And I thought the... Leslie, that's not up for being a Leslie. Who's that? Um, the friend that didn't want to keep sleeping with her other friend.
0: Oh, because you watched a bit of Monday. I forgot. Oh, is that on Mondays? Oh, good. Oh, no. no, 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 th- that's great because I did want to talk to you about that, but mm. I wasn't sure if you'd seen any of it. Yeah. Can you so tell me? Yes. Well, I just thought she was cute. So. Which one? There's so many beautiful, telegenic women <laughs> in that triangle. Well, aren't we all Bea <laughs> <Yes. laughs> So. Okay. but yeah, I am bringing it to the table that I found
1: her intriguing. So the long, the one with the longer pony, the one that doesn't want to be the Leslie.
0: brown hair. I, I'm going to get a picture up. I think well, they both got it on. Let me, yeah, let me. And get then, then pic-
1: she's like, "No, I can't do this anymore." Okay, I'll, let me. And then the chick who
0: wants to hire her space near her. Oh, yeah, that's Mel, the real estate agent. Oh, Mel's a real estate. Agent. Um, oh, okay, but after all that, did, was your citizen Leo? Is that who you decided? Or are you still... Can I have a moment? Of
1: course. Thanks. (laughs) What do people get for being Citizen of the Week?
0: I play a little sound effect. Okay. (laughs) Like generally what's a pull? Um, It's just a good way to centre ourselves at the end of the journey. Okay. You know? Okay, great. (laughs) Good to know. Here's... Okay, this is Ellie and Chloe. (laughs) Whoa. I know, right? This is on Instagram. Chelly. Chelly. Now, the thing with Chelly is that Chloe, the one with the long... Blondie, brown hair. Yeah, she um, is in love with her brother's fiance. Her brother is Mark, jogging Mark. Okay, uh, and this woman, and that's Jody, Mark's fiance. That's sorry, Ellie, Mark's fiance, and she loves Ellie. And but also Chloe's been diagnosed with Huntington's disease, so she's also facing her immortality. Which one's Chloe, Blondie? Yeah, okay, and she doesn't want to like mess things up for people with feelings because she doesn't she's only got like oh my fifteen God. Years. it's horrible.
1: You need to do the opposite of that. Mess the feelings. It. Yeah. Like okay. fucking live your existence. What you're gonna die like I
0: loved you. How does how does it affect how does, buried? how does your how does your childhood experience expect is that you, yeah. you, how it's helped your outcome in that yeah. way? I'm very much down on one knee
1: proposing to Emma Logaloo when I find out someone close to me is going to die. Um <laughs> I love that a lot. I think that's why Leo is my citizen of the week. (laughs) I love that he was just like, fuck this. Mama bride, come to me.
0: (laughs) Die. Okay. Um, So, Chelly is the ship name and then Mm. Mel is Chloe's ex. My advice to Blondie would be, fuck, just make it happen. Do what you want in the pursuit of love. Even if it'll uh, show a spanner in the brother's yeah. impending nuptials. I reckon brother inadvertently in a year or two
1: would be thanking Yeah, because
0: he's always, look, he's always going to find, he's found, his, is his third fiancé. He'll find another one. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. It's, it's all written in the history. Just so, on Chelly, yeah. um, can we talk about how we met? Because that's a fun, oh, yeah, it's a fun yeah. story. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's a fun story because that's. it's just funny that um, I wanted to get you on to talk about this. And I haven't gone deep on your childhood because I think also that article you wrote tells a really beautiful story. Mm. And if we can share that, that'd be helpful. Yeah,
1: for sure. Share that. And yeah, just honouring the poignancy of actually this kind of illness. And I want to do that as well yeah. on this episode is that, yeah, all their reactions and we can talk about it all as in the tongue in cheek way that we do. But it is like something that all of us have really been affected by and it's pretty fucking serious and but at the same time yeah how we talk to people and communicate with them is really important and I just think the conversation about cancer is an interesting one Mm. because as I'm part of the wellness industry and moving forward with all of that and these conversations that I have every day with women and their health it's like yeah how we look at these things how we talk to ourselves how we communicate with the people around us are part of the wellness and the healing and yeah I don't know what the link is there maybe we can come
0: back to that but I did just want to honor the Mm. the experience as
1: being a huge hard one
0: and even if we're outraged that we're losing a soap character that we like I think I'm really enjoying having people online that I don't know talk to each other Mm. about these sorts of difficult things I think it's really sweet and lovely uh, especially in the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. Hmm. And what's your mum's name, by the way? My mum's name is Kim K Y M, uh, like Kim Valentine, Libby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> like, oh my God, Libby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her name's cute. Kim. <laughs> cute. yeah, exactly like Libby. <laughs> and yeah, I think I always think about that article like every mm. Daffodil Day.
1: You're Just cute that you yeah. remembered that. Yeah. Thank
0: you for. That. I wish we had it instead of Andrew Bolt's column mm. all the time. Yeah. Um Okay, so Chelly, we met, um this was a thousand years ago, mm. in our mid-twenties. I was working at the radio station with Hughie and Kate, uh, breakfast radio show, and they were having a Valentine's Day, because oh, this time of year, it was Valentine's Day. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like a 10-year reunion. <laughs> they were having a singles party, because they always mm. did at the radio station. Is that
1: what you, you called it? It was also... Called the Mr. Not Quite Right party. Yeah,
0: they had to have a funny name. Mm. Like, so it was the Mr. Not Quite Right and they were just getting...
1: And that'd be not quite right these days. Like, yes. we are
0: now Northside
1: Melbourne and there'd be no way that we'd be calling a party that, would we? I forgot even what the hook was. Was it that... That all these that... men were kind of like a little b. Bee- Below average.
0: But they were all...
1: Or not quite right.
0: But they all looked Mr. Right. extremely clean. and do not
1: remember any of them.
0: <laughs> I only remember one of them because I'm still mates with him on Facebook because he, he was Jimmy the Chippy, Jimmy the Carpenter, ah. the Builder. And he was extremely photogenic, typically handsome, and everyone was obsessed with him. Okay. And he's a lovely guy. Uh, everyone was excited to meet Jimmy the Chippy at that party. Ah, and then me. they found out that... He's wife had a hot lesbian friend and that's what you were called on yeah. the radio. I was the hot lesbian for five mornings, I reckon. Yeah. Or so. And then everyone decided that you needed to be invited to the mm. not quite right party. Yeah. Vanessa will come and do something
1: outrageous for sure. Um, and then now you can take the story. On. Oh. <laughs> so as I remember it, Pashos, <laughs> Um we, and I was actually telling it yesterday because this was happening yep. and that we, yeah. So I go with a bunch of my friends cause I got some free tickets. Yeah, cause you're not going to be like
0: just on your own at no. this listener party.
1: No. And they're like, Hey, hot leslie, come to the party and maybe some of the women will, you can do your thing with some of the women. Oh I don't know how they got you across the line with that because it know, was just I promotional stuff. I, I just actually said that out loud, but they were like, maybe you at the party, it will be like interesting for some of these women. Might just be into women but instead also you of just, men. You liked a party, it was yeah, whatever. But that
0: was their hook <gasps> for bringing me. No, so it was literally promotional staff
1: and your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so I wore that bright green jacket, aqua, which I remember them making fun of the next day on air. Oh I know. What's their fashion? Fashion, <laughs> baby. And then, so we, I remember us chit chatting at the table and a bit pissed.
0: And I was going through a situation. Oh, like I, I was having. I forget. I forgot about that was, until you reminded I me. I was having some questions. Yeah. About my identity.
1: What identity?
0: My sexual identity. And As we all question. Yes. And because of a person that I had made a connection with that I was unsure if there was a reciprocation. Mm. And that was doing my head in. I was getting ready to Leo propose yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. With my As feelings we all do and, with a big like, <laughs> crush. <laughs> and then?
1: And then? So you were feeling a bit like, ah, oh, I don't know what my yeah, life is. A bit in the grey gray zone. <laughs> and I'm like, well. Let's go make out in the yeah. bathroom.
0: Oh, I don't think it was the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Was it? Yeah. What? What do you remember?
0: The table, like at the just at oh, the bar. Oh, just
1: there. No, 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 no. I thought we had a pash at the table and then we went and had a little pash. Yeah. But then I thought there was a bit more. But you don't.
0: But also, it's really, it really is 25,000 years ago, so mm. I am we'll a bit foggy. S-
1: okay, so we can agree that neither of us are offended at this moment no. in like, <laughs> I remember this and you don't. Um, but also let's just we make that clear. Because
0: there was free alcohol as well.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> we'll we having just maybe a conversation yeah. then in the toilets later? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Because I was taught, doing a lot of feelings talk that yeah. night. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're really good at feelings talk. <laughs> So, yeah, we had a little pash yeah. and was that your first chica pash?
0: Sort of. We all, a couple of years ago, all my girlfriends and I at a party all did so it. So not. But it was my first, like, it was my first, like, not a, not a it, joke. It was my first in that w- the friends one was like, we all have to do this. It's the law. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It was your full choice. Yeah.
0: And that was a great time. And then but the crazy thing is the next day on the radio the yeah. the hosts were excited because there was no action at the singles party for the men except for the
1: just for the women. Except for our team player here who got it on with The Hot Lesbian. The Hot Lesbian. And we'll call it got it on,
0: you know. Yeah. And it was, it was a thrilling time because mm. really all I ever wanted to do was be noticed by my colleagues too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm great. Talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn. I'm the hot leslie today and no one was podcasting. So yeah. like, it's not like I had an outlet.
1: Yeah, true. I'm like, put me on the air. Now you've got a beautiful outlet. But so then I'm lying in bed, which is typical of this breakfast radio hoopla that would happen around this time. I'm lying in bed, very hungover. And I'd recently, I'd pretty much, I was in a newly broken up zone.
0: I remember that. Yeah. So
1: I was newly single. My poor ex girlfriend at the time must have put on the radio right at that time. (gasps) So producer calls me, she's like, Are you happy to talk about what happened last night with VR? And I'm like, Oh my god, of course that happened. And also
0: And yes. Shout out Sasha French. You never say no to Sasha French. Yeah. Like she taught me everything I know about producing and Shout making.
1: out to Sasha. I remembered it was Sasha calling when I was relaying the story yesterday. And yes, yeah, I could never say no. no hence I not that it was like I felt forced at all. No, just
0: she was very good at empowering yeah, a person. You got it, girl, you got it. And like whenever we were yeah booking a guest for a segment or in commercial radio often you'd look at the news and if there was something interesting happening in the news she's like call that person yeah their shop burnt down call them i'm like oh, i don't know it wasn't that dramatic. it yeah. was like whatever but i'd be like "Oh, just send them an email she's like get on the phone and mm. it was just really empowered you to just own your tasks and yeah. do them yeah i wonder if she's been to
1: landmark what's that it's a way of communicating and being in the world very um I don't know anyway interesting great techniques but they get you to call people yes
0: um and I've I've never just bite the bullet and call. ever since then I'm always a well text so sh- is easier but whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: well Sasha calls me I pick up the phone she's like "Nessa, we heard what happened with are. um you want to talk about it on air and I'm like oh my god uh okay of course yes Sasha Sasha So there we were on air and then I start chit-chatting about it and in celebrating you, really. It was a great time. It was a beautiful celebration of us. Uh, And then I get all these texts from my ex (gasps) while I was still on the phone call being like broken, fuck you, blah, 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 which as I was telling my partner yesterday about the story – that she was like, oh, you know, that's tough. And I was like, yeah, I was like single. And she was like, yeah, but it's still tough. You know, national radio, they partner, passion. I'm like, yeah,
0: true. Uh,
1: I, those were the mid-20s.
0: I also think I lost a few opportunities because I was so desperately single at that time too. Like all I wanted was to be in a relationship. Yeah. And I had a few crushes. I remember the love, the yeah. love that was yearning. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And... I had a few crushes in that era and whenever I spoke about them on the radio, because I was always desperate, like, talk about me, talk about me. I'm like, Oh, I like this person, I like this guy, whatever. And then the person would stop texting suddenly and like uh. and I would be like, Why aren't they texting? And I'm like, Idiot, you're talking about them on the radio <laughs> in thinly veiled yeah. <laughs> tones. So I think I don't think I did any insult. I don't think I do my relationships any favours at the mm. time. Yeah.
1: Well believe me, like my
0: all my partners are like, uh, you know,
1: my partner was Googling. My partner's family were Googling my name, I think, <gasps> at one point a few years ago. And, yeah, there all sorts of things come up Whoa. with that now. But nothing too. Now, they've got to get through the sexology stuff first. Yeah. And then. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. They were Googling my name and yeah. there was all this stuff about um, sex and yo- yoni <laughs> massage. And anyway, but they, she's proud of me and full support Great. all the time. So that's all you need.
0: You're Yeah, you are a force. I'm always in awe of your business ventures. And mm. can you please talk about Mia Muse and any other websites you want to send people to? <laughs> What's yours, um, no. Neighbourspod. <laughs> Yeah, Neighbourspod.com. <laughs> uh, Mia Muse.
1: Yeah, it's a um, sex and wellness online space, but a way for women to connect intimately f- with themselves. And I teach workshops and run... Sensual yoga and one-on-one, I do these one-on-one sex self-love sessions with women, um, sometimes men, sometimes couples as well. So, And, yeah, all those who identify as well but um, or how they identify as being a woman. So I love that. I love being able to connect people to their – essentially it's growing into their authentic
0: self. Mia Muse, so M-I-A-M-U-S-E.com. Thank you Vanessa for going back into neighbors but also going into really dark serious emotional neighbors mm. for me. Is it is it hard watching this stuff? Does this stuff dig up stuff from 25 years ago mm. or does it are you Truth
1: is that it's always like it's not buried for me so it doesn't really need to be dug up. Mm-hmm. I'm like constantly still baffled by things that you can learn, you know, about In my case, I'm still learning things about my mum and I really appreciate that that actually continues because that's one of the things that I found quite hard was that you repeat the same memories and the stories kind of get old and you kind of yearn for new connection. But grief is really interesting. And um, But my relationship as I've been exploring my being a woman and womanhood and what that actually means and my deeper connection to my body, there's been this huge because the ovaries, because the womb and that whole area has so much to do physiologically, energetically and emotionally with being a woman. Even if it's been removed, there's still so much energy at that centre. So yeah. as I kind of hit the same age that she was when she got oh. sick and even in my work in sexology, I am having a mirror, like it's very interesting the conversations that present themselves in front of me Um as far as like being things that I've dealt with or whatever. So I love that, you know, regardless of the time, that it's all still available and that, yeah, I still move through some of the stories about, yeah, not having her around all the time. But that's just me, you know. It's just life.
0: And what do you think we should go into these next few months of story Like, what do you think – how do you think we should approach them? What do you think we should be getting out of this Mm. fictional story?
1: I'm really – I think it's a beautiful opportunity if she does pass away. (sighs) Sonia. It's like we really um, lack ritual and community, I think, in Australian culture or lack thereof. And I think that's a beautiful thing that I've got to – see from being part of the jewish traditions and stuff like that because my partner's jewish to see how much those rituals and community come together Mm. so i'd be interested to see how they show that on the show and because neighbors it's all about community yeah and that'd be a really interesting thing to kind of again put forward in the script or put forward in the storyline for people to step up and i think conversations are really important because in australia we don't talk we don't back ourselves so i really think they need to tell kids stat i think the kids can deal with it i think the community need to be having really cool ground like honest
0: conversations and there's an opportunity for neighbors to kind of support that well, our inbox is open, neighborspod at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook and Twitter, neighborspod and the Neighbours Council. I love talking to people all over the world and mm. how this is impacting them and not just in a frivolous way, like I am so silly about Neighbours all the time, but I can recognise when this is why we write stories and we consume media is to connect to it, even yeah. if it's high drama and high camp, like mm. it can still affect you. So people keep chatting, happy to listen. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. Good to see you again. Thank you, <laughs> Vaya.
1: And also women just, I wanted to say, throw one more thing in that women, you know, always with ovarian cancer, it's like important to get checked. Same with men and their health. Just do the... Do the nasty two-minute check so that you can make decisions. What is the two-minute check? Well, I just mean like go and have the tests oh, okay. that you need to. That so, might seem uncomfortable, but in so the long run, it'll be
0: worth it. If you think something's not quite right with yeah. your body, that it doesn't, it's not doing what it usually does. Yeah,
1: and even if you're just paranoid, yeah,
0: you know, okay. and just go get some answers. But yeah,
1: particularly for ovarian cancer, you just have to be proactive. Yeah. So I support that. I always and just I like having it. A-
0: I always just like having a chat to my doctor too. Mm. Just like, How are you going? Like yeah. it's, even if you think you're wasting their time, mm. whatever. It's a fifteen minutes that they don't have to you know they're talking to a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> Give they're them a- like this, oh, thank God for this fifteen minutes and they are <laughs> arriving. <laughs> but I'm sure they are. Well Thank you so much. I appreciate oh, yes. all that. And we'll share your article too. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It was lovely. Can people find you on socials too? For sure.
1: Mia Muse, I just spelt it before, but um, dot .intimacy, Mia Muse .intimacy on Instagram and Facebook is just forward slash Mia Muse. I'm Vaya Pashos. Chat to you soon. Thank you. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye. Just as long as I know your thing. up above me Since I found the one who really loves me Everything I touch is turning to